0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Wrap, brought to you by Michigan Medicine Headlines. I'm Dan Elman with the Department of Communication.
1: And I'm Dan's co-host for the day, Anuja Mudali. Today, we're going to share everything you need to know on how to help our local community doing an upcoming school supply drive at Michigan Medicine.
0: Now, before we get into that, be sure you get well-schooled on all episodes of The Wrap you may have missed. You can find the shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcast hosting platform. Shows can also be found on the Michigan Medicine YouTube channel, and as part of the headlines, we can review.
1: And with that, let's bring in Alfreda Rooks, Director of Community Health Services at Michigan Medicine. Alfreda, thanks once again for joining The Wrap. Oh, thank you for the invitation. It's always exciting and
2: fun um, to do The Wrap and be part of this process.
0: All right. Now, Alfreda, we've mentioned that there's a school supply drive that's about to take place. It launches August 8th. That's Monday. Can you talk a little bit about that project and what people should know?
2: Yes. Prior to the pandemic, Michigan Medicine led several successful drives for school supplies and other necessities with backpacks, socks, and other needed necessities, um, such as menstrual supplies, deodorants, lip balm, hand sanitizer. Um, This year, the drive is really important because, as we know, the cost of everything is rising. Um, Gasoline, food, and other necessities that families will need. And so being able to support our community in this way by providing school supplies um, is just a a little bit of a help, but it's a support um, for folks in a meaningful way.
1: What are some other initiatives you're working on with community health services?
2: I'm so glad you asked that question. This is really um, the time of year when we start to get very busy. Um, for example, on August 27th, Michigan Medicine is sponsoring the community health tent at the Joe Doolin um, Parkridge um, Summerfest Days, um, where we have about 17 departments within Michigan Medicine that will be represented at the community health tent. We'll also be providing um, screenings there for A1C or diabetes. Um, Cholesterol and doing blood pressure checks as well in September we kick off our community flu and health and wellness screens. Um, We do this by going into communities and places where um, access may be limited or transportation may be an issue for folks to be able to get to their primary care physician. So we are when we do those screens we those clinics, I should say, um, we are in Wayne county we're in the county and we're in both sides of Washington county both eastern and western sides of the county. Um, to provide services um, such as, again, the flu shot. This year, we're gonna be adding the pneumococcal um, vaccine, a pneumonia vaccine for folks who are 65 and older, um, as well as doing our normal screens about A1C um, diet, which is diabetes, as i mentioned, um, cholesterol and hypertension. And we may include um, an anemia screen um, as well this year.
0: That's amazing. And I know community health service, you you guys just do things year round to help the community. and, And it's really awesome one of the things that uh, it's going to be um, hopefully an organization-wide effort coming up this uh, fall is a winter clothing drive. I know it's still a little early, it's only August, so we might not have all the details yet about that winter clothing drive, but when do you think those details will be shared and what can you share at this point?
2: Um, well, I think that we are we're planning our kickoff meeting to have the discussion about it um, later this month, and I know that's against Dr. Runge's um, you know, we won't no tell them. in August.
0: yeah we won't, we won't tell won't
2: tell anybody yeah. Um, but because of the, the time frame and what we need, we're going to start um, the planning for this month. Um, it'll probably we know that it'll launch in October. Um, but I think that the other important thing to know about this is that what we are doing is lifting up and leveraging and recognizing um, the, the brainchild of Dr. Donald Likosky, um, who is in, who's in cardiac surgery, that this was a drive that his department. Um, through him and personally started and we this year want to recognize and elevate um, that work and continue to um, support again those families who our community who are in most in need.
1: That's great. I'm actually going through my kids with old winter clothes so I will keep some good quality things aside for when the drive comes around.
2: Yes because we will be collecting both new um, and very gently used for um, some of the organizations will accept those things and so we don't want Um, to miss an opportunity to provide that type of support for those agencies as well.
1: There have been five food drives since the beginning of the pandemic to benefit food gatherers. Is there another one on the horizon? Yes, we are
2: planning um, for the fall to really look at our food drives as a way to increase food security um, for our community in our Washington County community. We are looking at creating a regular cadence of activities that will increase food security for folks in Washtenaw County. We have a goal of 1 million meals in partnership with Food Gatherers, who is the recipient of our donations that we do on campus and is responsible for distributing it to um, all the food pantries in Washtenaw County. And there will be a special web page that we will be able to track what our donations have been. Um, to date. And as we reach that 1 million
0: meal goal. That's amazing. That is quite a goal. And and I know that, you know, they've, we've already raised the equivalent of well over 300,000 meals. So I know that we're, we're at least partway there, but a lot, a lot more work to go. And that's kind of an exciting idea. Can you talk about maybe weaving all of these different initiatives together, right? We just talked about a food drive, We've talked about a winter clothing drive. We talked at the beginning about the school supply drive. How do these initiatives all connect to address social determinants of health in the community?
2: That's a very good question, Dan. Um, and when we think about community and we think about the people that we serve, especially when we know that our patients come from, from Washington County as well as beyond, that it's important that we think about not just what they need for their medical care, but what they need that supports health in general. And so we know those social determinants um, when they are not addressed, such as food, housing, transportation, education, um, safe communities, that that negatively impacts health. And so looking at our patients and seeing our patients and the communities in which they reside and where there may be inequities is a way for us to really say that we are providing care for the entire patient. So it's not just looking at them as their disease and treatment and that's it. It's looking at where they come from. What access do they have to services? What access do they have to healthy foods or nutritious foods? What access do they have to medical care? What access do they have to transportation? Because all of those things combined create the total picture for our patients. And so that's who we should be supporting um, and serving because if we don't address those social needs, then we really are not in a position to be successful in addressing their healthcare needs.
0: It's really thinking about the patient on a day-to-day, hour-to-hour basis, right? Where it's not just when you're seeing them in the clinic, but how are they living their life and are they able to live that life to the best of their ability, right? And that's what's going to keep them as healthy as possible.
2: And that is truly correct. And another initiative, which we'll be really launching in the fall, is our Building Bridges and Connecting Communities Ypsilanti Initiative. It is tied to our the Health Center, um, as well as to creating community health and improving economic wealth by working um, to provide local workforce development, which includes community, as well as upskilling our own staff within Michigan Medicine. It's local purchasing, uh, meaning that we will work with entrepreneurs or work with existing businesses to prepare them to be able to engage in, um RFPs that may come from Michigan Medicine or any of the other businesses in the county to again improve economic wealth. And the third being place-based investing. So investing in the community. Um, and we're focusing this year on 48197, 48198 Zip Codes, hence the Ypsilanti Initiative, to really look at what is it that we can do to support um, the community needs. We've spent many, um, Tony Denton and I have spent many hours speaking with community-based organizations, um, leaders from the business, from other healthcare institutions, as well as nonprofit um, organizations to talk about what are the needs of that zip code, 4197 48198. And so our planning will be centered around those three things with the goal looking at improving community health by creating economic stability and opportunity for the folks who live in those two zip codes.
1: It's wonderful. It's, it's great that we're building up the local community just around our hospital, right? The people that actually come to us. Thanks so much, Alfreda, for answering these questions and for helping lead these important efforts. If you want to learn more about the upcoming school supply drive, go to mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org.
0: All right, Alfreda. Now, I know you're a veteran guest of The Wrap, but you still have some work to do. You're not going to get up that easy. We are gonna go to the lightning round when we ask our guests four quick fire questions that they haven't seen before. Are you ready to go?
2: No, but I'll get ready.
1: (laughs) Okay, we've been talking about school. What was your favorite subject when you were growing up?
0: My favorite subject was English. Nice. All right, so sticking with that theme, what is one piece of advice you would give to someone who's in grade school now if they wanna succeed in their career?
2: be curious, be inquisitive, ask questions. I think now that I look back on it, when I was in the first or second grade, one of my report cards said, Alfreda talks too much. I had Um, that too, yeah. And I just think that that was, you know, a precursor to what I'm gonna be doing today. I do a lot of talking.
0: That's the best problem to have, right? You just talk too much.
1: On uh, On another note, what is the favorite part of your job right now?
0: You know, I feel that I am so
2: privileged and abundantly blessed to do the work that I do. Um, it's connecting to people. It's listening to people. It's trying to create um, solutions. I always say that um, in my bio, it says that I have the job of finding creative solutions to the needs of community. Uh, and I think that that's what it is, building, that, building those bridges, making those connections. So... I love everything about my job. That's
0: great. Yep. All right, we're gonna end on a very serious note. Earlier this week was National Ice Cream Sandwich Day. So if you could choose, would you take an ice cream sandwich, an ice cream bar, or just plain old ice cream? Uh, a sandwich, the king size Neapolitan. Wow, you're going fancy. Oh yes,
2: oh yes. <laughs> if you can't go fancy, why go? <laughs>
1: Go big or go home, right? Basically. (laughs) I fully support that. Thanks again, Alfreda, for joining us today. Don't forget, if you want to learn more about the school supply drive or all the other efforts in community health services, please visit Michigan Medicine at mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org.
0: All right. Well, while you're at the Headlines website, you could check out some featured stories from this past week. For instance, the organization outlined the steps it is taking in the wake of the Vital Voices Employee Engagement Survey U of M Health President Dr. David Miller outlined his strategic initiatives for the new fiscal year, and the staff from Environmental Services was recognized for the role they play in patient care. Find all that and much, much more at mmheadlines.org.
1: All right, Dan, we've already asked Alfreda this, but it's only fair that I ask you, what was your favorite subject growing up?
0: So I've always been a history nerd, and I think that's the case going back. So, you know, if you're in early school, what it was called social studies, um, and then, you know, you you get into high school and you can start to, you know, branch off into more specific, um, you know, subjects. And I would definitely, it, it was definitely American history. Um, I was always really into that. And I actually, when I went to college, I just kept taking those classes as sort of electives. And by the time I got to my senior year, I realized I was only two courses away from becoming a double major in American history. So I'm like, all right, I'll do that. So I accidentally became a double major in American history because I just love learning about that kind of stuff. So that was my favorite subject. What about you?
1: Um, I would have to say I do agree. Social studies was one of my favorite subjects growing up, but I also enjoyed languages. I ended up taking two language courses through high school, French and Spanish. So still enjoy it. I still Enjoy learning new languages.
0: Do you still speak French and or Spanish?
1: I don't know if I would say speak, but I can certainly understand a certain bit of it and definitely translate a lot more written language.
0: I hear you. Yeah, there was a there was a time where I felt like I could probably speak Spanish. I definitely can't now, but I could probably understand what somebody is saying if I absolutely mm-hmm. needed to. And I mean that's it's so important. And I know Alfredo would say how important that is, right? For for providers who are bilingual and for um, just to be able to communicate, right? And and to help people in their healthcare needs.
2: Oh, most definitely. That was one of the reasons why, um, through our grant program from CHS to address our community health need priorities, we funded the Interpreter Services Program to train um, refugees and other folks um, in the community to be interpreters as a community interpreter program. And so part of that program, once they completed the training, was that they would um, also um, be willing to be volunteers and volunteer interpreters in some of the community-based organizations um, that we work with and partner with as part of Michigan Medicine, but also um, just for folks to be of benefit
0: um, to the folks who go there. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, it's time for the weekly trivia contest. This week's question is, what does the acronym BASE stand for when discussing the organization's strategic priorities? Once again, what does the acronym BASE stand for when discussing the organization's strategic priorities?
2: Is there a prize?
0: (laughs) There is a prize. I I know, know. I know. I think you're disqualified from this one. (laughs) But those who uh, are not disqualified like Alfreda can send the answer in to headlines at med.umich.edu. And yes, there is a chance to win a prize.
1: And that's all the time we have this week. Alfreda, thanks again for joining us. And thanks as always to all of our listeners and viewers for everything you do for our patients, families, and each other.
0: We'll see you next week.